Hello everyone, it's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is episode 29. And this is a place where I tell you crazy life stories, hopefully make your day better, while also going deep and giving you practical nuggets for life about living life and being in journey and being authentic and real. Also, we talk a lot about business here. I run a business. I'm a boss, babe. So get sat down because I'm about to go right in real and raw. I actually deleted the original episode 29. I posted it yesterday and I felt like while I was recording, I got to a part where I was talking about something and I felt something. And I ignored that feeling inside of me because I just thought, I'm being anxious, whatever. And that, you know, those feelings inside of us are there to let us know various things. And too often we ignore those feelings when they arise and we just push past them because whatever reason. And so today I decided to honor that feeling that I had. I don't even know, like, I think... I'm not even going to try and logically break it down. I'm just going to acknowledge the fact it was there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete the episode. There are tons of stuff that I loved in that episode, but it'll, it'll show up. It'll show up again. So this is the new episode 29. And I have to be really honest too. Like this is about keeping it real. Oh, and like, this is one of those moments where it's like, cool. I started this thing where like, we're going to keep it real. And then when it's time to keep it real, it's like, dang it, like I cannot show up here and put on a parade because that's not what we're about. And definitely if I'm going to say we're showing up real, that means you get it all. So yesterday I recorded the podcast and then went on with my day and I ran into some rain. This is, this is the way that I'm going to refer to particular seasons in our life and particular moments that happen and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about everyday life type stuff. Okay, I'm not talking about like, you know, those those moments where like, well, it wasn't the best day ever. Like, man, that's not what I mean when I'm talking about rain. When I'm talking about rain in my life, what I what I really mean is large, very emotionally dense situations that are not the average bear. And I feel like, I'll give you an example of what rain would be in my life at another season of my life. So when I, when I was going through my divorce, that is what I would call rain. Okay. And I remember like I had these moments where I was processing so many big, just huge things. And I was so young, like 23 years old with two children and like I had no work experience I had a degree in graphic design like I was a stay-at-home mom like I had nothing I mean nothing I had a plane ticket to move back in with my parents two little kids no work experience you know I had done like my own business stuff but it it wasn't enough to like I hadn't built a business that was enough to like support me and the kids because that was my focus. Like my kids were little. My my son was 18 months old and my daughter was three. So when I talk about rain, I'm talking about stuff, like stuff. And I and I feel like even though I'm keeping it real and raw, there's definitely things that are sacred that I won't share publicly because you know, you know those moments in your life. There's so many details. And it's like you really can't get the full story unless you have all the details. And you can't get the full heart unless 
you're sitting down with somebody and you're having those heart to hearts, you're having those coffee conversations. And I feel like it wouldn't even honor my story in the full entirety unless I was able to tell it fully. And there's definitely parts that I'm not able to say fully at this time. So when I say rain, I just want to give you context so that you're not thinking like, oh my gosh, she just had like a bad hair day because, oh my gosh, like I feel like I've lived 25 lifetimes in my 30, my almost 32 years. I'm turning 32 next week. I might do a special birthday podcast. That'd be so fun to do a podcast on my birthday. Um, but anyway, I, I'm saying all that to say yesterday it rained and, um, I just, I love the rain in the natural. Like I love when it rains outside. I love sitting and writing my story in the rain and lighting candles and listening to like moody, dramatic music, like, and writing this novel that I'm writing with these characters. And, um, yeah, it was raining yesterday, emotionally raining. And it wasn't like I was crying the whole day. It wasn't stuff like that. It's just stuff. It's just stuff happens and it sucks. And what I have found in my journey is like when stuff happens, sometimes I take it like I take it as a reflection of me personally. Like I feel like the rain happens because I not like it's a punishment for something that I've done, but I feel like, oh, if if I had done this differently or if this like I, I start analysis paralysis, my own my own self. And I just it's such a disservice to do that. Like it's such I feel like I disrespect myself when I do that. But it's definitely something that I've struggled with in that like when these things happen, when it's raining, I feel like, oh my gosh, like am I like what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like Andre fixed my life. So we sat on the bed last night and like, it helps me to like talk about things to process like various things that go on. And again, I just want to remind you as you're here, as you're listening, one of the reasons why I wanted to show up in this way. And I want to show up in the middle of journey is because we don't see this enough. We don't hear this enough. We, especially with social media, like we hear everybody's highlights. We hear everybody's highlights. And like when, when the rain first started for me, like three years ago, I didn't know how to walk out the rain. I had no idea because I hadn't seen it done. I hadn't heard it done. The women that were in my life were not talking about how do you walk through the valley seasons? How do you walk through the days that feel like a valley? And I wasn't seeing that. And so when I was in the middle of my valley, I felt like I had to pull myself together. I had to have it all together. And then I would show up to the people in my life feeling like, don't worry, I've done all of the checklist of the things you're supposed to do when you're going through hard stuff. And let me just tell you, there is no dang checklist. There isn't, like there's things that you can do that that are good for you, but oh my gosh, like I, religion will impose upon you. Here's the top 15 things that you need to do. And also I feel like there was a shame that I felt for going through something because I am, a, because I am in a community of people that love God and and I and I felt like, well, I can't show up as a mess, I can't show up in the middle of my journey and say, yesterday sucked because the only thing I would get back is, 
well, you need to pray more. You need to declare this more. You need to do this more. It was all works. Like the only thing I would get back is, well, you need to do this and then you'll be better. And it felt like the, the, the solutions that were presented to me were all just to try and fix me instead of letting me be in journey and just sitting with me and just saying, girl, I'm here. You're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Like you're going to, you're going to walk it out and you're going to get on the other side and you're going to be a bomb babe on the other side. Like instead of just sitting with me, I was just like given these lists and they, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it like to be me. Like they, they honestly, like their hearts were to help, but it didn't help. And I feel like looking back at like my, my journey of like loving God and like being a believer and being a Christian, the, the things that the things that Christians will say when you're in the middle of journey feel so, um, gosh, they feel so disconnected from the reality of the process. It's one of the things that has been a struggle for me in kind of reconciling, like going through a really hard couple years and, um, and, and feeling like what what were what was I given in the middle of those years and it was kind of like I was given kind of spiritual band-aids but like nobody sat with me at the hospital and just said you know you're like we're not we're not gonna try and be your doctor we're just gonna sit here with you and I feel like that's who I want to be and that's what I want I, that's what I want this conversation these conversations to be like with you is that like when you're in the middle of the journey, it's okay to be there and it's okay to just like to be in the middle of your experience and to like honor yourself in it and say it sucked and it's hard and but like I'm not going to stay there. So that's why I'm showing up like this today. Okay, I, there's not a solution. It hasn't stopped raining. There's just like, I don't even know that there's an umbrella. It's just, I'm here and my husband helps me process things. But in the middle of processing my stuff, I was recognizing that I was starting to feel like the rain was a reflection of me. And like the rain comes from the sky. Like it's not like I didn't like, I didn't do anything to create the rain. It's just raining. But it's like, well, it feels like it's me because I'm here and this is what I'm experiencing and all these things. So I was, I was recognizing last night as I was processing what was going on that I felt like it was a direct reflection of a mistakes that I made in my life. That's what my soul was feeling. And again, like the reason I want to bring this out is because we have mind, will, emotion, which is the soul. And we have a physical body. So when our souls are upset, wounded, stressed out, we have, we have um, freak out moments. We do. And the, it's not wrong. Like, it's not bad to, like, cry. It's not wrong to be angry. It's not wrong to, like, feel stressed out. It's not wrong to even process stuff. And it's not wrong to go through things. And if you're going through something, it is not a reflection of how saved you are, how spiritual you are. It's a reflection of having an experience in a world that has a lot of brokenness. And sometimes you step on glass and it sucks, but you can sit down, pull the pieces out, take a breath and know that it's going to heal and like uh, be attentive to 
your wounds, not so that you can be a victim, but so that you can deal with them so that you can heal properly and make yourself stronger on the other side. Part of me healing properly is getting it all out, getting everything out. And Andre found this video by a woman named Dr. Carolina Leaf. She is a neurobiologist. I believe that's her title. I could be wrong. But essentially, she is a brain doctor. She's a doctor. She, um, oh my goodness, one of the most extraordinary educators on how the spiritual world and the, the, um, the body respond to each other, like your soul your spirit responds with the body. And she talks about like how your brain has neuropath. It's amazing. Her name is Dr. Carolina Leaf. If you need somebody to listen to that will absolutely rock your world about how the brain works together with the mind to create positive and, and negative and how to get negative thoughts out of your mind, like she, she breaks it down. The most amazing educator in this area, like by far the best. But Andre found a video about her, and I think I'm going to post it in the Lost Girls today. The, if you don't know what the Lost Girls is, the Lost Girls Society is a group of women that I started for creative entrepreneurs, and we are reclaiming that word lost. We are living offbeat significantly and tenaciously, and we are there supporting each other and learning from each other and growing and supporting each other's business ventures and following each other. Like We are, we are showing up in that space. So I'm going to post this video I'm about to tell you in that group. If you want to join the Lost Girl Society, it's totally free. Just look up the Lost Girl Society on Facebook. You'll find us. I'll add you in the group. So I'm going to post this video in there. But in the video, Andre found, she was talking about how in the middle of going through difficult situations, it's really, really important to talk about it because it brings it out into the light. And she was talking about how a lot of times Christians they want to um, they want to tell you that when you talk about something, it means that you're declaring it into the atmosphere and now you've partnered with something that you're saying and now all of that's going to happen in your life. And so there's almost like this, this, this understanding that if something's going bad in your life, you don't say it out loud because you're going to create that situation in your life because your words are powerful, which I do believe. Your words are powerful. They have the power to create. So what that created was a culture, a community of people, and this is not just a community. I think it's there's I can see it in different waves of Christian culture in different spheres where you don't say your truth, you suppress your truth because you don't want to say it out loud because if you say it out loud, then you're now creating more bad things in your life. So Dr. Carolina Leaf was unraveling that concept and actually saying that that's extremely detrimental to the mind and she talked about how when you actually say what's going on and you talk about it and you say what you're really feeling you're pulling things into the light that are that are buried deep inside of you that lose its grip on you when it's out in the light in a safe place right so having people in your life that are safe, that you can say the actual truth. You don't have to censor yourself in front of them. So this could be a really close friend or a spouse, somebody like, or, you know, your mom, your dad, somebody who's an absolute safe place that you can show up and you can say, this is actually how I feel. Like, I'm not going to put any filters. Like we're showing up Instagram photo with no filters, no face tune. Like you can see the good, the bad, the ugly, the wrinkles, the crinkles, like all of it. 
And it's really important to have those people in our lives to help process this stuff out. And what I realized was for a very long time, I wasn't doing any of that because I knew what the people in my life were going to say that I needed to do. So what I would do is I'd be going through, through a rainy day, a rainy time. I would do the checklist. Then I would go to them after I was a little bit more put together and I would say, this is what's going on in my life. And they would read me off the checklist and then I could say, well, I already did all those things. And then they would just be like, oh, good. So you're, you're doing good. And like, I wasn't doing good. Like I wasn't okay. Like those things that I was doing was coming from a religious place. It wasn't like it was penetrating my heart. It wasn't like I was getting like heart surgery. It was just like, well, I did the things like, I, and that was on me. Like I just felt like, I felt like I needed to perform. I need, I couldn't show up completely and totally broken. I mean, I remember there were times that I would be crying in the car on the way to church. And then when we got there, I would just pull myself together. Cause like, I didn't want to like at that point when you're that emotionally exhausted, you don't really want to tell everybody. And I remember seasons where I used to walk in and for the sake of transparency, I would walk in and somebody could feel or sense that something was wrong. And it wasn't even somebody that I was close with in my life. It was an acquaintance that just happened to go to the same community that I did. And they would say, oh, what's wrong? And I would tell them everything. I would just like, here's everything. And I would just unload it in the lobby. And um, what I found was that that left me insanely vulnerable And, you know, they weren't in relationship with me, so they didn't know how to steward what I gave them. And so they would just be like, okay, I'll pray for you and walk away. And it's like, that doesn't, that, that, that just didn't do that. That didn't help me heal at all. That just made me feel like I'm standing there completely exposed. And then they're like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, you'll be my thoughts. And then they walk away like, oh, so I learned that's not how I want to steward my seasons either. I'm not doing that anymore. I don't just walk up to everybody and just say, here's everything. Here's every single detail of all these little areas of my life. Instead, like I choose people specifically and intentionally to be in certain, certain areas of my life because that makes my heart safe. And especially when, I mean, you're, you're, when you're going through deep things in your life, your specific details are not for everyone. And that doesn't mean that you're not showing up authentic and real, what that means is that you're choosing to let people into various areas of your life. And what what I've done to help myself stay honest, because I can't, you know, I never want to show up to somebody and say, I'm fine, everything's great when it's not. If they're like, how are you doing? What I've learned to do as a sake of honoring myself and my journey and them is I will tell them something like, you know, I'm just, I'm going through a lot right now. Like there's a lot going on. Um, and so it's been hard, but you know, I, I'll just try and like give like a positive thing that I'm grateful for in that moment. So that if somebody cares and they're checking in that I'm not lying, like I don't want to show up anymore and just say, I'm good. Everything's great when everything is not great. Like that doesn't do anything for anybody. It doesn't let anybody know that like, you're in journey and there's something wrong and there's something that's really going on. And like, I even feel like by saying to people like, you know what, there's, there's some big stuff that's been going on like that right there. Let somebody know, Oh, like they're in the middle of something and they're, you know, they're able to respect what I want to share with them or not. 
But I feel like what happens is that we've gotten so used to as communities just showing up and pretending that when people that really love us and that we've invited into our close sphere of friends, when we ask like, hey, how are you doing? And they say, everything's fine. Everything's fine for years. And then you find out later that everything was not fine. It was a, there was a ton of stuff going on. You had no idea what they were going through, but just for the sake of social pressure, you know, like they felt the need to just say, oh, everything's great. Everything's great. And like put on a face and like, that's, that to me doesn't serve anybody because it doesn't let anybody know, hey, we've got some really big stuff going on. We really just need support. And I think too, one of the things that Andre has taught me is not assuming what somebody's needs are in the middle of their journey, but actually asking them, what is it that you need right now? And I've, I've, since Andre came in my life and he's really, really been such, he's been such a support for my heart healing in, in wholeness in so many different ways. He didn't heal me, but his support helped to foster healing he would always ask me in the middle of like a moment, he's like, what is it that you need right now? And it like, it gave me a space to say, I need to be held. I need to talk about it. I need, you know, I need like, let's just go out somewhere. Let's go see puppies. Like I was able to say, this is what my soul needs. Or it's just, what is it you need right now? I would sometimes say, I don't know. So in the middle of like those moments where we're going through big things or we hear about people going through big things, I think that's a really, really relevant question to not assume what somebody's needs are, but to say, I'm going to step into your space, give you the respect, give you the, the, the permission and safety to open up if you want, but I'm also going to be there and say, hey, if you don't want to open up fully, I'm going to ask you, what is it that you need? So in, in my journey of like the past 24 hours, I just was unloading all this stuff to Andre and my soul was freaking out. And, you know, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks a lot about how to, how to lead your mind and, and helping your soul rest. Um, we sometimes want to logic the soul to chill out and that doesn't work. And I was trying to do that yesterday because this, this, rain made I was taking it personally I was like oh man like I've I've done something I've created some I've done you know like this is my fault and and now and then my logical brain like my soul was feeling that way and then my logical brain was like uh no like you have done everything like you like you're doing all these amazing things not to do them but because you care and like you care about yourself and you care about being okay yourself and you care you care enough to do the work on yourself so that you can show up in your life in the best way that you can and then my soul is like oh my gosh like everything's the worst and all this stuff and I was trying like I I recognized in myself this divide this last night I'm sitting on the bed and I was like my mind thinks this way so my left brain is saying you're awesome, like you're doing everything you can. And my soul's like, everything's the worst. I'm not awesome. I'm not doing enough, like all this stuff. And so I, you know, I told Andre that these two things were going on. And this is something that I have just started recognizing in my life in the last probably two years that my soul has um, feelings, obviously. But our souls are so beautiful and complex. They're not evil and bad. 
They're amazing. Like our souls are incredible and they're so multidimensional and they're so beautiful. Like our bodies are hosting our soul. Like our bodies are like a temple for our souls, which tells us like how valuable our souls are, that our bodies are so beautiful and so intricate and our soul and our body are connected. And I heard once the statistic that like 85% of all illnesses are caused by the way that we think like the way that our soul is like processing things, which is crazy, which like lets us know it's really important that like we take care of ourselves and that we pay attention. Like yesterday recording that podcast and I felt something and I was like, I just, I just kind of like downplayed. I'm like, you know what? I don't know why I'm feeling that. I'm probably just anxious, probably just anxiety. Like I'm not going to let that lead me. And then today I was like, you know what? I'm going to honor that because it wasn't a fear thing it was a check and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna honor what I'm feeling instead of like trying to dismiss feelings which oh my gosh I've done that so much in my life but I actually learned about this whole left brain right thing brain thing um from this book that I was recommended it's called the whole brain child if you have children stop everything you're doing go on audible this is not sponsored, by the way. Audible, you can get your first book free on Audible. So if you have not done Audible yet, you can get your first book free. Get this book. Like, hands down, I've only gotten three chapters in because I keep re-listening to the first three chapters. That's how amazing it is to learn about how the child's brain works in terms of how to parent them successfully. Because what happens is, we have the right brain and the left brain. So when you've seen those like memes online, you have the right brain that's like, it expresses itself in colors. And then the left brain is like more systematic and logical, which I feel like, I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm led a lot by the right brain, but I feel like I'm, I'm really close balance of both of them because I'm a type A. So like they're, both of them work together. So the whole concept is how do you synergize the left systematic side of the brain and the right emotional side of the brain. How do you connect those when you're parenting a little person um, who is learning how to manage themselves? Okay, so this book talks about how when a child is experiencing something in their right brain, their emotional epicenter, that there is not any amount of logic that you can give them that will help them transition from the super emotional back to the logic you cannot lead somebody from a right brain experience to a left brain experience using the left brain to get them there and this book talks to you all about how to do it practically but i'll just give you kind of the overview if a child or an adult in this case or julie story yesterday um is having a moment (laughs) they're like feeling a lot of emotions What people tend to do is they want to come into somebody's life and fix it. And how do we fix things? We use the left brain. So when a child is having a temper tantrum or freaking out about something, we want to come in and we're like, why are you freaking out about the red cup? It's a red cup. And they're like, well, I want the blue one. And they're like crying. They're having a temper tantrum. And then the the adult in the life is like, this doesn't make any sense. Like it's just a cup. But to that child... They're in their emotional epicenter. It doesn't matter how much logic. You could have Mickey himself standing in the kitchen with the red cup. It doesn't even matter. They're so in right brain that they are not going to get the logic no matter what character shows up in the room. 
So it talked about how the way that the brain works is that we have to we have to identify with with a child. I think this is people. We have to identify with people where they're at in their right brain. Before we can introduce logic, we have to come alongside their right brain. We have to we have to be with them there. Like I understand. Wow, that must be really upsetting. You're not getting the cup that you want. It sounds so ridiculous talking about a cup, but like kids, kids freak out about how you cut their toast. I mean, I the kids freak out about how much butter or not butter or like the butter melted into the toast, and now you can't see the butter, and then take one bite. It's like the kids are like they're they're amazing. I saw this like I saw this blog once. It was like the reasons why like children are kind of like drunk people and it's just like kids are like walking around in circles and they fall over like it's actually pretty funny but we laugh about Andre tells me all these stories about his kids his class all the time we laugh so kids are crying about toast and butter and we're not going to be able to talk them out of that freak out moment using the logic of like the butter just melted okay that doesn't work so they talk you how to how they talked about how to lead somebody from right brain back to left by identifying with the right brain by by talking about the right brain and identifying and, and being understanding about how they're feeling. And then once they feel like you're in understanding with them, they start to settle down and you're able to lead them back over to the left brain, which is less tantrums, less yelling, less screaming, like all those things. It's it's amazing. We've we have used this technique so many times with our kids and I feel like Andre uses it with me. Okay. And I use it with Andre. Like it's not just kid thing, but when somebody's in a right brain moment, you cannot give them a list of things to do. It just doesn't work. That Our brains are, don't work that way. Like, instead, we just need to come alongside, like, let somebody in, somebody, like, you know, be with us. And Andre calls it freaking out in the love zone. He's like, he tells me that's like, like, you're freaking out in the love zone. Like, freaking out to me, there's, there's levels. I mean, you know this. It's like levels of makeup, okay? You have, like, the bare face, and then you have, like, you know, the 10 minute makeup, the 30 minute makeup, and then the three and a half hour photo shoot makeup. It's like that and the freak. I feel like I was at like the 10 minute makeup or the 30 minute makeup. I wasn't at the three hour like extraness freak out. But I was like processing some really, really big things, things that I had no idea were coming. And I feel like I was so naive as a parent, especially just becoming a parent so young. I became a parent when I was still a child. Became a parent really young, and I, I am definitely an emotionally deep person, and like all these various things that I am that I bring to like our family, and it's great, and I love it. And then sometimes we we come across moments where we're like, wow, I just did not see this coming. And then and then we come across moments with ourselves and our own life and our own like stories and our own relationship. We're like, wow, I did not see this coming either. Like. There's like plot twists around every corner and I'm like, oh my gosh. So that was all going on, but I, I, I'm, I'm not out of it yet. Like I'm here and like I feel like, you know what, today I'm going to spend some time um, just encouraging myself and, and I feel like I just need to hug myself and encourage myself because when it does start raining, it becomes harder to feel like gosh, like I'm, I'm, I'm showing up in all these different places. Is it enough? And that's like the biggest lie. I feel like that's like the number one lie that women deal with is the, am I like, am I enough lie? And I, I, I'm sure it's men too. I've heard it more with women and maybe men experience it, but they don't verbalize it the same way. But this idea as women of like, are we enough? Are we good enough moms? Are we good enough wives? Like, are we, 
are we up to par? And it, it's it's so um, easy to like it's so easy to talk about how like somebody else like somebody else is amazing or somebody else is this or somebody else is that. But in and of like myself, ourselves, I feel like the work is harder to like look in and, and like and to honor ourselves and maybe it's because we're so close to ourselves that we see like the good the bad the ugly and sometimes the ugly just feels like it's everywhere you know like when you have a blemish on your face you feel like the blemish walks in the room first and then if you were to like mention it to your friend they're like what are you talking about I didn't even see that like you have to squint and like get out their iphone with their like light to like look at your face they're like I don't even see anything or like when you feel like when you feel like you're just not as put together and like you feel that when you walk in the room and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you look so cute, you look so amazing. You're just like, no girl, I don't. You didn't even tell yourself that, but they're like telling you. That's a real thing. But I think what I found so beneficial is like, if I can identify when I'm not in right brain, if I can spend time building in the left brain, like day-to-day life, like just, you know, synergizing the right brain and the left brain together and building the belief system and building the structure and building um building up in myself the the reality of what is really real because i i and i always tell my kids this we are not making decisions when we're in emotional spaces when we're in the right brain freak out time we're freaking out in the love zone when we freak out in the love zone we're freaking out with people that are that we trust in our space that are safe for us. Um, but we're not going to make decisions during that time. Like that's the worst time to be making decisions, especially long-term decisions. So I feel like it's best if, if we can just like, okay, I'm going to give myself the space to process this. I'm going to honor, I'm going to honor the fact that I'm in surgery today and I'm going to validate Uh, myself and I'm going to like look back on that structure that I've already built and go back and wander around the the foundational elements of my heart and my world and remind myself this is what's true because the soul is feeling something else and sometimes when the soul is feeling something else it's really easy to to identify with the soul's pain instead of identifying with the soul's purpose and when we're in the middle of pain like to not stuff it not gloss over it not ignore it but acknowledging it and saying like i understand myself i understand this is where i'm at i'm not going to have any shame or condemnation on myself for being in journey i'm going to honor the work that i've done by taking a step back by by recognizing what it is that i need by asking myself what is it that i need and honoring that answer as long as it's a healthy productive good thing because sometimes our soul feels like it wants to fix its pain by doing behaviors that are actually destructive so things like oh i'm really upset i'm just gonna go spend a thousand bucks that i don't have and on my credit cards or whatever like it might feel good for the moment but it's, it's it's destructive in the long run because it's not consistent with your goals or like you have to hide it from you know your partner and all those things that are like this is not this is not really benefiting it's just pacifying what i feel that's also a very real thing and like there's like there's a lot of times that 
souls want to be pacified by doing things that are inconsistent with what we really want long term. And I think recognizing that and acknowledging that, like, you know, if you're if you're on a journey and you have a goal in mind and you come to a moment and you're like, I just completely want to derail and go crazy. And it's like, well, are you able if you're able to do it in a way that is actually productive and that is a way that is about loving yourself, not hurting yourself, then that's the way. And there should never be a time where it's like, I, you know, I have all these goals and my soul's freaking out. I need a day. There should never be a time where like you take a day and then you feel ashamed for it. You feel like I should be working or I should be doing this or like, you know, just fitness comes to mind and health comes to mind. Like if you have like amazing fitness goals, you're working towards it, working towards it and you have like a terrible day and you're like, you know what? I'm, I need to have a glass of wine and a pizza pizza. Like, it's like, you know what? There's no, like, don't shame yourself for taking a moment to breathe. And one of the things that Andre and I really um, have taken a lot of time to think about is when we're not in those emotional moments to list out things that make our soul happy so that when we get in those times where it feels like everything's awful or we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so drained. We have kind of those go-tos, not a list of things to do, but a reminder. Like, oh, I really like puppies. So it doesn't feel like it's gonna be fun to go to the puppy store right now, but I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna trust myself. I'm gonna trust what I know about myself and I'm gonna go and see how I feel. And I think that that's something to really honor and respect. So welcome to my journey. This is it, you're here, you've been showing up. I, I hope to continue as, as I go forward into my, my purpose, which I, you know, this is part of it, just showing up here, is that I hope that I always show up like this because we need to have permission to be in journey with each other. And we need to have permission to not be okay. And we need to have permission to um, let our hair down. And I think for some people it might seem so terrifying to like say it publicly. And my, my whole thing about that is that everybody is called to something different. Like every, but not everybody will ever want to do a podcast and not everybody will ever want to do things in, you know, ways that other people are doing. And that's okay. And like, I, I hope that everybody does a podcast. I think every single personal brand should be having a podcast. I really, really do. Even if you don't know what to talk about, just go. Like, just do it, girl. But um, I, think, I think giving each other permission to show up as you are and, and be loved for it and allowing yourself to be loved in the imperfections and allowing yourself to show up in your imperfections and just say, you know, this is, this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm at today. This is where I'm at in my journey. And inviting other people along in our journey, whether that be, you know, a, a large group of people or a smaller group of people. But I, I mean, especially if you're running a personal brand, like the journey is such a big story that needs to be told, that should be told. And you can do it in a way that feels right for you. There's not one way to do it. But my my um passion is to help 
women discover their purpose so that their possibilities can be unlocked. And part of those possibilities, once you figure out what your purpose is, um, even, even inside, like if you're running a personal brand, like you have a purpose inside of your personal brand. And if you're, if you're kind of, you know, not understanding what that purpose is, you might take opportunities that aren't meant for you because they're not in alignment with your core values. But in any case, if you're showing up in your personal brand inside of your purpose, part of the possibilities that, that could unlock is you showing up in the middle of your story and inspiring other women in the middle of their stories. And, um, you know, sometimes that feels really terrifying, but I think when, when you are walking in what you were meant to do, when you find that thing that makes you so excited and so energized, there is the fear doesn't show up because it doesn't have a place there. Like fear doesn't have a place inside of your purpose. It doesn't. It only does if you allow it to. And so part of me showing up, I hope, is helping to evict the fear that might have shown up in the middle of your journey of like, hey, um, you know how you're really scared because you've been going through crazy amounts of really big things and like you don't know how to talk about it. You don't, you want to talk about your story, but you don't know how. Um, here's somebody who's walking it out in front of you. Here's somebody who like, I'm here and I didn't have to tell you all the nitty gritty details of every single part of my life because I just feel like I couldn't even do it all in a, like in a podcast. And like, I want to save some of those conversations for when we are in person. But I do feel like there's such an incredible, um, there's such an incredible victory that we carry in our stories and we're able to give other people the swords that we have defeated darkness with when we're showing up in the middle of our stories and we're saying, oh, heck no. Like, I am not letting the lie of I'm not enough have any single foot ground. Not even a pinky toe is allowed to invade my space. And when I see it and when I acknowledge it, I know what it is. I take my sword, I hack off the pinky toe, and then I hold up the pinky toe for all of you. And like, here it is. Here's the I'm not enough lie. And I definitely evicted that from my space and even it's helping to evict it by having this conversation too. So I hope today that you got something out of the the permission to be in journey and the permission to show up today as not completely and totally perfect and polished and not having everything figured out. And maybe you're in the middle of a rainy season. Maybe you are straight up Noah and you're in the ark and you're like, Lord Jesus, it has rained for 40 years and 40 nights, like 40 year nights. Like I understand what that feels like. And I understand what it's like to go through extremely difficult things. Like I I can say unassuredly, I don't know anybody else, not a single person who has been through what I have been through in the last couple of years. I don't know one person. I, I'm, I'm literally having to show up in the middle of my story and my journey as a pathfinder. I am hacking the weeds to a path that I've never ever seen walk before. And it makes it more challenging to do it that way because you don't have anybody that you can 
you can ask what happens when you're in the middle of, you know, you set up, you set up your tent for the night. You've been walking this path. You have thistles and thorns all over your hands. And, you know, there's just, you know, it's just tough and you're setting up your tent and then all of a sudden it starts raining and there's just, it's, it's hard. And it's like, you know, Andre and I are like huddled in our tent together and we're just like, we can do this. Like we're, we are showing up and you know what? you know, even in the middle of a really tough moment yesterday, I remember thinking to myself in the middle of a moment that I was prepping that it was going to be extremely difficult. I remember thinking, I have been through so much. There is no way that this is going to be harder than the stuff I've already been through. Like I, I, like I gave myself a pep talk in the middle of a moment that I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what's about to come at me. I don't know, like, I don't know what's happening right now. And in the middle of that moment, I just, like, I was just showed up with my, like, I showed up with my sword and I was like, girl, you don't have that emotionally, like, awesome booty for nothing because you've been squatting down and picking up other women, okay? Like, you have the pecs of the absolute warrior queen. You are Xena the warrior princess. Like, you are showing up as Wonder Woman. You have defeated darkness so many times and by yourself. There's no way that this is going to take you down. There's no way this moment's going to take you down. And, like, I remember like, and then I got to the other side of the moment. I was like, oh my gosh, that wasn't even anything. Like it literally was like a grain of sand. I'm like, whatever. Like I eat grains of sand for breakfast. Like it was nothing. But I think just remembering and honoring those journeys in ourselves, like it gives us the strength to keep going. So much love to you, warrior. I bless you and honor you in the middle of your rising up. And I hope that, um, I hope that you know that, Whatever it is that you're going through, you're going to get to the other side. You're going to be okay. This is not something that you're being, you're not being punished. Your reign did not come because you did something wrong or because you're being punished for something or because you're bad or because you're not enough. The rain came because it rains. And it's your time to learn how to dance in the rain. It sounds really cheesy. But there's some days where you just have to like, oh, this sucks. Well, I'm just going to watch YouTube videos or I'm going to listen to some of Julie's funny podcasts or I'm going to find Julie's YouTube video, <laughs> YouTube videos. Like there's some times where it's like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this right now. Like I'm just going to go play something funny. I'm going to watch a funny movie. We watched um, Lego Batman last night, which is, I love that movie so funny. Um, just doing things that make you happy and then coming back and you're just, you're going to show up. So I... I hope that in your journey that you remember that you are more than enough, that you are more than enough to be worthy, to be loved today. And it doesn't matter what lie showed up in your season, it's getting an eviction notice today. Okay, so pull out your sword. Remember the history of your past. I'll never forget, I heard that um, back in biblical times when there would be different Uh, individuals walking with a staff so like Moses for instance on his staff was carvings of um, different things that had happened in his life almost like his history like his history with God his history his experiences and so I just hope that in your journey today that you look at your staff you look at your history and your journey and you remember like 
that you have risen up, that you have been a phoenix. Like, you have been a phoenix rising out of the ashes, girl. And there's a line in one of Taylor Swift's songs. She's like, um, I rise up from the dead. I, like, I do it all the time. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yes, we rise up from the dead all the time. Like, it is okay if you, like, if you get, if you even get knocked out a couple times a day, you're going to rise up from the dead. You do it all the time. It's just like, it's just normal. Like, whoop, just rising up, like rising up like a boss. So much love and gratitude. Thank you for being here in the middle of my journey and for being so supportive and like not judging the fact that I definitely don't have it all together and I definitely don't know what I'm doing all the time and I definitely have freak out moments. So thank you for not judging those, but being extraordinarily loving and kind and supportive with your listens and your kind words through Instagram. Thank you so much. We're just going to keep on keeping on. We'll keep on keeping on. And I hope that I get to doing a podcast on my birthday. It's on Tuesday, so it's like a podcast day. Like, oh my gosh. Um, if you don't hear from me, it's because my husband has taken off work and gallivanted me all around town. But I will check back with you soon. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're leaving now. Okay. All right. Bye.